regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that is exactly the same every single week. My name is Matt Lees and I'm joined as ever by Stephen Hogarty. It's me, it's Steve, and I'm here tonight and nothing is going right in my stomach. Well, that's life. We're also here with Joe. Hello, my stomach's ironclad. On tonight's show, Joe, I hear you're going to be telling us about how we can become... A legend. Uh, it's less that how you become one, it's just whether you know whether you are. Mm. Is you is or is you ain't. My taint. <laughs> and Steve, what are you doing? I, uh, what did I, am I about to I do? you went on holiday. I went on a holiday, Matthew. And I'm just going to tell you a couple of, a couple of, uh, uh, stories. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be helping you prepare for the impending financial doom of the country. Before we start, though, today, I just want to tell you something. <laughs> Did you brush your, your hair out of your eyes it in such in a dashing eyes. way? It gets in my eyes a lot. It's getting a bit long. It's getting really floofy. I've got something I want to tell you boys about because I forgot to tell you about it earlier. Mm. When I was in Vancouver, um, the place in Canada that mm. I go to sometimes, mm. I met somebody who was a reader who told me a fantastic story about being uh, a fan of regular features. And I, I've just remembered this and it's, I feel like I have to impart it. This was a guy who worked in, I think he worked in like some sort of experimental psychiatric medicine or something. Like he's a baddie from X-Men. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I think he's, he's a doctor of some sort. But as part of being a doctor and a psychiatrist, he likes to look into like experimental stuff. So I think it's less that he's an experimental doctor and it's more that he wants to keep abreast of like different treatments and different things. The I'm villains. imagining him as Justin Theroux in Maniac. Yes. Possibly. I haven't seen it. So... He decided that he was going to do some basically medicinal drugs. So he, he went and he smoked some sort of medicinal drugs with a tribe. I can't remember some of the details of this, and I apologize to the man listening to it, unless he's going, fuck's sake, Matt, you're butchering this story. Was it ayahuasca with the First Nations? Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, he smoked some stuff, and then basically while he smoked some stuff, he fell over. Like, because he was sitting down, but he just went backwards and he just went bump and he just bashed his head and he cracked his skull. Whoa. Yeah. Gosh. And he suffered concussion. Well, he was high as a kite when this was happening. Yes. Oh, no. Yes. So he was basically high on a substance altering drug and then he cracked his head and then basically he had severe concussion, had to go to hospital. And then for months afterwards, he explained to me that he, whenever he closed his eyes, it was like he was dreaming, but he was awake. Oh, so it was like God. being in virtual reality, but inside your own imagination. Sounds like a living hell. It actually sounded like it was. And actually, he said to me when I met him in Vancouver, he said he had to move out of his uh, Airbnb because it was like weird and had some smoke coming in from the windows. And he said it was giving him flashbacks, basically, of a month he spent just lying on his back because he couldn't really do about it. He had to lie down. But every time he's closed his eyes, it was like he could see, it was like he was physically in places and physically imagining things. Uh, but it sounded like it was a wild time. But anyway, he spent a lot of this time while he was knocked out and laid out uh, listening to regular features to pass the time. That's not going to help. An idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I thought then, he said he was a doctor. <laughs> but he said at one point, he said at one of these times where he was in these weird states where he was basically tripping, but like real time. Um, he, he was lying on the sofa and he was he thought he was listening to an episode of the Regular Features podcast <sighs> until he realised that actually he wasn't listening to anything. It was just in his head. 
But the reason it was in his head was because he said, he said, at the time I was very sure of this, it was being broadcast from the future. That's one of your features. Via an underwater node or something. So it was being broadcast from the bottom of the sea and he was listening that were being broadcast directly into his mind from the future, an episode of Regular Features. So was his brain conjuring up new episodes of Regular Features on the fly? Yes. How can we harness this man's energy? We can barely do one a week. I know. I mean, also the fact that he was getting them from the future, I was immediately, I pressed him being like, have you got any details about what Regular Features in the future is like? Obviously, because he's basically a time traveller. He didn't really remember. But um, I just thought that was... That was a nice... It was not a nice story. It involves concussion and hellish-sounding tripping. And a very but, persistent brain injury. But he was a lovely guy. He, he was literally tripping. He was, Because he, was, he yeah. tripped and yeah. injured himself. So that's just a reminder to everybody, don't do experimental drugs. Don't knock yourself out. And if you do, maybe listen to a podcast that's less fucking weird. I love that I'm part of someone's psychosis. Yeah, right? Yeah. It's pretty, I mean, it's pretty, like... That's the best compliment I've ever had. All the bad things Someone aside, could manifest cool. you as a product of serious injury. And, and tra- concussion. And trauma. And trauma. <laughs> Chemical and physical. Amazing. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, right? That's, 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 that's really perked me up. Thanks, Doc. I think it was a man from Australia. I can't remember his name, but I do remember his face and that it was his birthday. So in exchange for not being able to remember your name, yeah. happy, happy birthday. birthday again. Matt, could you draw his face so that it could be the album artwork? Uh, I can't really draw. Draw his face. Do it. Okay. It's literally the least you can do. Okay. And if you don't, Gav's going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I've not had any confirmation of whether you two are legends yet. Hmm. Have you ever done a 12 pubs of Christmas crawl? No, it sounds like something... Not a legend. Not, are you no. a legend, Matt? I've done pub crawls. Have you done a 12 pubs of Christmas crawl? No. Where you wear Christmas jumpers? No. You're not a legend. I think... Oh. I tr- no, I haven't. I did my second... 12 pubs of Christmas crawl only this weekend. Fucking hell. You're not like our age of where you just can't do that without you getting into serious Still trouble. Still don't really get hangovers. Fuck me. To the point where I think either I'll get one big one and die <laughs> or I sh- I shouldn't talk about it too much or scientists will get If I me. drunk 12 drinks in a day, I'd be like, unless it was very small drinks or like I'm at a wedding where I'm going to dance it off. But just in pubs where you don't do a lot of moving around. Yeah, it's going to fucking kill me. Well, in terms of, let's go hard maths. Last year, we managed, let me tell you, 15 pubs. Extra legends. This year, we only got to eight. Okay. Um, you did more pubs than is necessary. Yeah. Because legends. I don't know if you... I, did you I, drink, I will keep... Are we talking like pints in each pub as well? Did not drink... pints. That's why we say pubs, not pints. Right. Okay. We start with pints, and then so we segue into, into them gin and tonics and such. No, okay. we always have a drink. Mm. All right, okay. But sometimes they're like... More manageable stomach-wise. Yeah. But think- after Pub 3 this year, legend, my mate, uh, did a big vomit in the Thames. 
after three pups. Whoa, in the Thames. It was incredible. Well, that's a good place drinks? to do it because the birds can have it then. Yeah, exactly. They love it in they the Thames. They do go crazy for it. And they it. love vom in the Thames. The seagulls like guzzle that stuff down like it's like it's soupy ice cream. Was that Larkin? Angel Delight. Was that Philip Larkin you were just quoting there? It, that was beautiful. It, it have been. I loved the imagery. Um, just as like a fun sort of extra tale about what it's like to be a legend on a 12 pubs of Christmas mm-hmm. crawl. You a legend? I'm a legend. A double there's legend. A, yeah, there's a bit. That's amazing. I didn't know I knew one there. Yeah, well, you do now, baby. Thanks. I think you're only a legend. Never mind. Um, there's a, there was a bit where I was in a toilet cubicle and a man in the toilet cubicle next to me, don't know if he was one of my mates, but he was certainly a legend, made a fart noise. With his mouth. Oh, but then <laughs> so I made a fart noise. But, in then a I, but then I did a real fart that had exactly the same tonality. Wow! So he went and I went like that, but with my ass in response. And then his response immediately. And I wish he was replacing me on this podcast because it's funnier than anything I will ever do. Was good chat and left, <laughs> which I think is incredible. That's um, amazing. Like, He's like a human boppet. Like, <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> Um, you might say jinx. So that's the kind of talk about. Can you, you jinx know. someone's ass and they're not allowed to fart? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good. They're not allowed to fart. Then they mm. just have to burp, and oh. they have to burp. What? What do you have to do to get out of? I don't jinx? know. Get someone to say your middle name. Please don't jinx my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't jinx my ass. Someone's, someone's got to blow into your ass like they're trying to inflate a balloon. <laughs> Or just shout into it. <laughs> shout into it like a bad cave. <laughs> I hate you, cave. Uh, so that's the level of legend we're working on. Yeah, that's the kind of fun. It does sound story. legendary. Yeah. So once that's we got like S rank legend. Yeah. So once we got to the final pub, pub eight, something that I think confirms me as a legend happened, and I will tell it to you in the. Means of a personality quiz mm-hmm. from the internet. I don't know if you've done one of them before. Yeah, it's, on how, this I got podcast. All of my, it's how I got all of my data leaked. I think it's, about, <laughs> <laughs> it's how everyone knew that I was a Chandler. <laughs> um, so you definitely would have been told you were Chandler in one of those things. Me? Yeah, yeah probably. But it's because you would have been going for it, just like everyone. Oh else. yeah, yeah. I really want to. Whereas be a now I want to be a Joey. As I, as I get older, I more and more just want to be Joey. I, I, I read that BuzzFeed piece about how Joey was the best friend. And well, yeah. He's also because like, he's actually very respectful to women. Yeah, really? To well, Rachel. Yeah, he wanted to look after Rachel. And he was, he's and nice her. to Rachel, but that's, that doesn't do away with his rampant homophobia and dis, disregard for females. Well, that's true. I mean, it's it's a show that had some, some pretty bad values, but... It was the episode where he, he beat that man when he... Came on to him in the pub. <laughs> Did that happen? Yeah. What? Remember. He violently attacked this guy um, who uh, had come on to him at the at the Central Perk, and it was just a twenty minute extended oh, scene <laughs> of Joey just like violently uh, booting this guy oh, along. Yeah, after he, he was... almost killed him, didn't he? Yeah. And the, uh, the guy who ran the bar had to come over and be like, "Stop, please, Gunther, Gunther, yeah. Gunther was screaming at him, stop, stop. please, Shanlow was trying to pull him back, and he kept saying, Gunther, you're uncool, Gunther, you're uncool.' Yeah. He's you so get strong it. that they couldn't stop him. He is ripped. Yeah. Um. So they just did he kill him in the end? No, no. I, uh, at the end, he 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 met him again in a hospital ward, and he was in a full body cast, and he said, "How you 
doing? Yeah. And all was forgiven. <laughs> and it ended with yeah. one of those sad endings where there's no uh, credits music. Yeah. yeah, that was it. <laughs> like that one episode of Fresh Prince that everyone remembers, yeah. not the rest. So you have seen this episode? Yep, 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 yep. yep. And then I just the episode remember. after that, they didn't mention it, and like no. Rachel's uncle came to town and fucked Ross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that one. Yeah. That one also ended with no music. <laughs> and just them fucking. Yeah, yeah, ended with sound effects, yeah. just not music. <laughs> really loud sound effects. Guys, I've done a personality quiz. Okay, right, And it's fine. not about friends. One of these sets of answers Could it will be determine... about friends? I wish it. I mean, maybe one of them's a legend like me. Let's, let's find out. Uh, so I will present you with a series of situations. And you have a multiple choice question. You don't have to give me your answers when you hear them. But mm. I'll just give you some options and we'll see whether you're a legend like me. So you've just done a huge big dump in a pub toilet. Nice. As you emerge and go to wash your hands, a small bouncer stops you saying he wants to check your pockets. Do you? A. Acquiesce. B. Calmly ask to speak to the manager about the pub's security policy before making any decisions. Or C. Like a hero, say... I'm sorry, mate. Do you, think, do you think I have a knife? And make a face that is meant to simultaneously show contempt for the implication, but also look serene enough to be the face of a man who could never even hold a weapon. And you quickly look in the mirror to see if you've managed it, and you look absolutely mental. <laughs> so that's A, B, or C. Where, where are we in this situation? We're in the... You're just in the pub toilet, you've done a big dump, and you've been asked to have your pockets checked by a bouncer. Am I sitting on the toilet in this? Point? No, you've 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 emerged. Because I'm not post. sure. I'm not sure what acquiesce means. That it sounds like I should be sitting down on a toilet if I ever do <laughs> acquiesce it. Acquiesce means you just agree to the demand. Okay. I do know what acquiesce means. I was just making a joke. That's cool. I just wanted to make sure that the readers knew. Yeah. I'm also like... very self-conscious about how I seem to other people. <laughs> yeah. I got it. It was a good. Yeah. yeah. I would have been like, it sounds like a sh the shittest Harry Potter spell. Mm. I, I'm I'm a legend, yeah. so I know that the only correct thing to do in this mm -hmm. circumstance is if someone suggests that you've done anything wrong in a pub, yeah. is to shrug and look at them like they're mental, whilst uh -huh. also looking mental. Yeah. Well, you're doing all right then. Okay. I don't want to give away. <laughs> but they won't all be in the same order anyway, <laughs> well, obviously. you can do, Steve. Acquiesce. <laughs> uh, situation two. The bouncer says he actually thinks you've been doing drugs, presumably because you've been in that cubicle for so long, and really insists that he check your pockets. Do you? A. Throw up a T-shape. That's not throw up as in vomit, like, as in I was doing it in the dance sense. <laughs> One of the... Throw up a T-shape, <laughs> like, like Cubert. <laughs> I'm going to remember that for like next time I'm going through airport security and just going, hey, but you want me to throw up a T? <laughs> Should I throw up a T for you, buddy? Here you go. Take uh, it. So, yeah, you, you get it. Throw up a T-shape and offer your body to him for a nice big pat down. B, point out that the man has so far shown no evidence of being a bouncer, other than the fact that he's wearing an ugly black shirt and has an earpiece that doesn't look like the normal kind of earpiece made for arse pieces. That's fun. <sighs> Refuse to allow the check until he does. Or C, like freedom fighter William Wallace, laugh in his face and say, I'm sorry, mate. I just had a massive shit and it just took ages. So that's your, okay. that's your solutions there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep my answers secret. Yeah, I think All right. because it's good. You're worried I'm going to Because you wouldn't tell you. someone during the personal. I'm all about yes. throwing up the tea. I'm all about throwing You're up the throw tea. You throw a tea. I got okay. no problem. Like, I throw up a tea for anybody. I'm well, like, have a cop. Throw cop up a tea like a bulimic Sesame Street character. <laughs> uh, 
Imagine. Can you tell I thought of that 20 seconds after we finished speaking about <laughs> yeah. throwing up a tea? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It was quite grim. Yeah. It's good, though. I like Thank it. You. It's good. Situation three, the debate continues, and a man from the cubicle you were next to, while farting out the three pies you'd eaten across just two meals that day, hears what is clearly about to become a historic moment, and he wants in. He shouts, Mate, sorry, but that guy was definitely having a massive shit. The bouncer clearly doesn't consider nose witness testimony admissible in toilet court and gives you the mo- and gives you his most authoritative look as he positively demands he check your pockets. Do you? A. Explain to the cubicle shouter that this bouncer really is only doing his job and that he's the one making it difficult before throwing up that sweet tea for a pat-pat. B. Painstakingly point out that the smell, the cubicle shelter, and your entire personality and manner provide a near incontrovertible case for the defence. Or C, like a civil rights leader, some sort of Martin Luther King Jr. Jr. say, Are you police, mate? (laughs) When he says no, obviously, you petulantly slam the rest of your belongings one by one onto the wet sink area, but realise you brought loads out because you were meant to be staying at a friend's house. So it takes ages, and it clearly seems to the bouncer like you've somehow done this on purpose to spite him. (laughs) It's a fix-up. It's a sting operation (laughs) for my pockets. Uh, So that's your three options. Just bear in mind your answers there. Okay. Situation, whatever, four, I don't know. The bouncer grabs your wallet and begins meticulously going through every compartment. You look round in consternation, and a man at another sink shakes his head ruefully and mutters, Police state. (laughs) Do you, A, point out the other compartments he might miss so that he can be thorough? B, inform the bouncer that by law he is only allowed to ask you to empty your wallet, not search it himself, and that he has now made himself, the pub, or both liable to a legal complaint. Or C, lean down and pretend to be looking really hard too, then shouting, Good luck finding drugs in there, mate. I've been doing a massive shit, so maybe you'll find some shit in there. (laughs) He he gets to the coin-holding bit, and you shout as if people will listen and cheer, I've only got yen in there! Do you want a yen? And feel really clever for some reason. (laughs) It does feel cool and clever, to have a foreign currency. <laughs> oh, this? It's yen. It's yen, not drugs. Not Japanese drugs. The bouncer is satisfied there's nothing in your wallet, but he is not satisfied with how many pockets you've empty- emptied. And is your jacket's top pocket, or the tiny house for smack, as they call it in drug circles. <laughs> he lunges to unbutton it. Do you, A, offer to unbutton it for him? B, push his hand away, saying this could now be construed as assault on top of an illegal stop and search. Or C, like an Obama-type speech genius who'll be studied by rhetoricians for years to come, utter the confusing words, Go for it, mate! You'll only find a baby in there! And giggle to yourself. (laughs) The bouncer stops for a moment, looks utterly confused and carries on. After fumbling it open, he finds something that feels strange in the pockets, and his eyes light up, until he pulls out the two-inch-tall baby figurine that you keep in your top pocket all the time. (laughs) For situations such as these. Exactly this kind of moment. The bouncer has finished checking all your belongings and appears unhappy but unable to do anything. Do you A. Thank him for his important work. B. Explain to him that you'll be filing a written complaint about his conduct this evening. 
or C, like a modern-day Che Guevara, destined for the history books, for whispered tales across campfires, for a million bootleg t-shirts, turn around, wiggle your bum at him, and say, You missed my back pockets! You wanna search them? Be careful! I just had a massive shit! (laughs) Which makes the bouncer huff sadly and leave. And finally, you see the bouncer throughout the rest of the night. Do you? A. Ignore him. He's more embarrassed than you, you're sure. B. Walk over and explain to him that you've since found out that while you were being searched, one of your friends shit himself on the dance floor and discarded his underwear in an undisclosed location in the pub, (laughs) and that perhaps that was more an efficient efficient use of his time. Or C. Wave at him with a big grin on your face and point at your ass to remind him that you're the guy who had a massive shit. And you know who else did a shit? Jesus. <laughs> Joe, how much of this did you actually do? This is all true. Yeah. I worry that it might be. Mostly A answers would confirm that you're a fucking dweeb. <laughs> it's good because I only have one of those. Mostly yeah, I got one. B you're a fucking square. Nice. Mostly C. You're Joe Scrabbles, Fulham's freedom fighter, legend of Timeside, raconteur, Timeside? Legend of Thameside, raconteur of the restroom, and shit king. <laughs> and I am C. Criminal shitlord, Joseph Scrabbles. I'm not even a criminal, that's the point. I did illegal shit and then stood up for my rights. Illegal shit? Illegal shit. Illegal shit. A single legal shit. Sounds quite similar to illegal though, which seems like a crime. (laughs) Which means he'd be in the right. Smoke without fire, as they say. I remember that night thinking that I was fucking amazing for doing all that. I was like, oh, running with the man, trying to make me stop a search. And I woke up the next day and I told my girlfriend about it. (laughs) And she was like, huh, yeah, okay. And not much more. And I realised in the ensuing day. It was crap. Silly thing to do. Just let him search me. (laughs) Hold on. How much of that did you do? I was all real. All the C answers I did. (laughs) That is bonkers and I <laughs> love you so much <laughs> it was I don't I, like I was really proud of myself I've never had a run in with anyone but I think it was just because he was slightly shorter than me <laughs> like if he'd been a proper big bouncer I would not have done a single one of those things but because he was like half a foot shorter I was like I can do what I like to him I'm gonna shake my bum <laughs> shaking my ass at a bouncer is I'm never going to be happier than I was in that moment as I did it. Also, there was the man who said police state at the sink, which is also real. And the cubicle shelter was real. Uh, the police state man, later on I was telling my friends about it, and he walked up and clapped me on the shoulders and went, He did a shit! <laughs> which only helped. <laughs> he did a shit. As if like, I want fucking legend! He fucking did a shit! And Mr. Brightside's on, let's go! <laughs> he did a shit. Oh, I'm in now. I'm in. I've gone from being like Joe's very disappointed, but now you told me Mr. Brightside's on, I'm there, <laughs> jumping up and down behind you, my hands on your shoulders going, exactly. It's me, <laughs> Regular features, regular features. What is the feature coming next? Hey, guess what? I'm back from Grenada. Grenada? I, was. I hardly knew her. Grenada? I hardly knew her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you all know, I've been to Grenada, the holiday destination that is an island where you can go to live on a beach for a short while 
where it's sunny even in December. What? what? I know, right? How does that equate? I know. How does it equate? It doesn't. Does it equate because of yeah uh, the equator? The equator. I hardly knew her. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, and on the joke. <laughs> um, <sighs> So why don't you ask me if I had a nice time? Did you did you have a nice time? Is it all right? Right. Yeah, I had a great time actually. Thanks for asking. Oh, sweet. Uh, it's nice to you know get away in the depths of winter, enjoy a bit of sunshine. Mm. Uh, because once the clocks go back, I don't know about you guys, they go forwards in the winter, and it just that extra hour of darkness, just really, uh, you know, it just impacts on my general mood. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it just sort of mm-hmm. drags me down, and it's nice. To just have a winter getaway. I've been like a sack of rotten potatoes this week. Do you know what I did this morning? I sat and I ate some reformed soya protein sausages uh, with approximately half a roasted cabbage. Uh, And I sat in front of a a, a 10,000 lumens light and I thought... This is like living in a bunker. I thought I'm just eating cabbage for breakfast in this front is of a like very bright light. Cloverfield Lane all exactly. up in here. <laughs> exactly. I thought I'm I'm like, you know, I've just got to try and kill a woman and now I'm 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 basically living like a prepper, really. Yeah. Well, um, if you will describe them as reformed soya, soya protein sausages. sausages then they're not going to sound very appetizing no nah, i mean it was it was really nice don't get me wrong but i just thought i bet there's a lot of people out there i just thought i just thought it was a very like futuristic sci-fi sort of meal of yeah. like fake sausages and i love fake sausages and you were staring into basically the sun yeah staring into this was like sun. danny Boyle's sunshine yeah and if i understand exactly. uh science one lumen is the brightness of the sun. So yeah. 10,000 lumens. I'm staring into 10,000 suns. Of suns. It could be hundreds of suns. It could be hundreds upon hundreds. So it's basically just like sunshine. My skin is like fucked up. I've become a monster. But there's brassicas involved as well. What's a brassica? It's uh, the family of, of um, vegetables. Sprouts. Sprouts. Just Sprouts. say I hardly Cabrons. knew her. <laughs> brassica. I hardly knew her. Thank God. I just want to tell you a couple of the fun and interesting things that we did in Grenada. Oh, right. While I was there. You paused ominously, like just they were things that you could do any old place. You're holding up a can of beer. Yeah, looking, sorry. Waiting for a gap in order to... Here we go. No, it's not a gap. Oh, yet. come on. Ah. There we go. <laughs> was it putting you off? Thank I you, I was Joe. trying to be nice. Um... So recently I stayed at a, a, a beautiful colonial-style uh, hotel. Um, and they, when we got there, we were being shown around by a very polite woman in these beautiful, beautiful surroundings. And here are some of the things that happened. We walked into um, our, our villa. I'm making out that I'm real posh and go wintering in the Caribbean. But mm. this, was, this was for work. I was there on a... This is a professional uh, duty, so it's there for whatever you say. Wampus Stephen, I could one I'm trying to do one percent. Oh, I thought a Wampa was like an some sort of Oompa Loompa character, <laughs> a really rich one, <laughs> a really rich Oompa Loompa. Loompa. <laughs> um, we walked in, and they have like they've got Alexas in all of the um, uh, hotel rooms. So she was like, "Oh, look, we got a fully stocked mini bar over here, and you've got this." Uh, bed where you can sleep it's great I know right um, 
being being a homosexual man is uh, is illegal in Grenada as well. But I'm oh. sure in the hospitality industry, they see queers all the time, and they you know they wouldn't bat an eyelid. Um, but they might batten down the doors with the police. I would hope not. Yeah. We let me go back to the Alexa. I was trying to I was trying to foreshadow what was coming up, but I did right. it very clumsily. <laughs> right. Okay. So just bear with me on this story. Okay, sure. <laughs> the woman asked, "Oh, what's your favorite artist? Alexa's going to play it for you." And Reese couldn't think of a single artist to say, so he's like, "Oh, like the Smiths," and heaven knows I'm miserable now. <laughs> started playing from uh, from the Alexa. And at the same time, the the bellboy came out of our bedroom and he'd had our luggage brought in and he was holding up my my bag and he was just shouting, it's vibrating, it's vibrating. And I was like, well, I don't know why it's vibrating. And I sort of followed him into the bedroom. How, how big a bag was it? <laughs> like, it was a really big suitcase. That'd be an amazing image. <laughs> it was a carry-on bag. Oh, okay, yeah, that's okay. all right. And it's, he, vibrating. it's vibrating and he looked petrified and I was like oh I don't know what that is let me just have a look and he started apologizing he's like I'll I'll leave now and he's like no no I just think it's my electric razor and I was opening the bag he's like I'm going and he literally ran out of the room wow. presumably because he thought he's it was a vibrator. A couple of gay men have come in and the vibrator is already so excited at the prospect <laughs> of having arrived that it's just leapt into action while the Smiths play miserable music, <laughs> which he probably thinks is our sex music. <laughs> it's, it's obviously, you know, for readers of the podcast, commonly known that gay men do not own electric razors or electric toothbrushes. No. So the only thing it could possibly have been... It's a juddering dildo. ...was 18 dildos. That's uh, That was the first... That's when I started thinking, oh, I should mention that on the podcast because I'm going to be... So jet lagged when I come back, I'm not going to mm. be asked writing any features. So this mm. will have to do. Have you just got back? Got back yesterday. Yeah. So it's not really an excuse. No, still like I'm, Joe uh, was on the podcast like two hours after landing from Japan. Yeah, but he's a legend. He's That's like he true. can drink legend. twelve pubs out of all their booze and then wave his bum at everybody, and everyone's like legend. And they're just like, what? I can't yeah. do this stuff. Like I got back from Philadelphia like almost a week ago, and I'm still absolutely fucked. Still jet looking lag. into mm. the sun. Yeah, I'm still looking into the sun, crying, eating cabbage. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> that is a good jet lag cure, though. Cabbage wakes you right. I'm up. not even supposed to eat cabbage. It's bad for me. What? It interferes with my medication. Nature's I'm not even joking. Ball. Fucking cabbage has become my vice now. I fucking love it, but I'm not supposed to eat it. What's going on with you? <laughs> I'm a messed up boy these days. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Tell me about your great life. I'd rather be sad and eat cabbage than be happy and cabbage free. Exactly. And that's why I live the life I do, all right? Doctors yeah. say I'm mad. Doctors say I'm living close to the edge. Fuck doctors. Cabbage. Doctors hate him. <laughs> the man won't stop <laughs> eating <weird> cabbage. <laughs> won't <laughs> stop eating sprouts, cabbages, broccoli, etc. <laughs> the uh, the other and and final funny thing that happened. <laughs> only only three things. Uh, we went snorkeling, um, which involved getting on a little boat and driving on a boat. Do you drive on a boat? Yeah. Okay. Do what you like on a boat, mate. It's got it's a your motor. Boat, your rules. So we drove it. Uh, with uh, about six other people. Some of them were diving, some of them were snorkeling. It took about 20 minutes to get out to where we were snorkeling. Uh, and there was this American couple there. One um, one of them was the woman of the couple. 
the wife, I expect you'd call her. Uh, and she was uh, very made up. She had um, all her hair done and mascara on. She was very, she was a, a larger woman. Um, and she very quickly became violently seasick. Oh, gosh. Like all of the colors ran out of her face <sighs> and her mascara started running down her face because she was just crying. <laughs> she was that God. sick. Um Stop laughing, she Joe. She asked to swap seats uh, with us because we were sitting a bit further up the cabin. I was like, yeah, that's fine. But she wanted to get close to the bin and she just grabbed the bin and she's holding it on her lap. And everyone like, everyone was like, oh, this poor woman, she's not feeling very well. What? I don't know why this is important to me, but what accent did she have? Was she English? I'm about to do an impression. Of Amazing. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> because she said a phrase that delighted me. <laughs> Uh, so she's holding this, clutching this bin as uh, as we sort of smash through these waves, and she's looking worse and worse. And finally, she just starts spewing like really loudly. Ooh. And then she's very aware that everyone on the boat has sort of clocked because it's a very yeah. small boat, and everyone's sort of being politely sort of looking away mm. and like commenting on the waves and what the ocean looks like. It's like, well, that's a nice bit of wave over there uh, and she's like <laughs> really noisy proper going yeah throwing up and then like she, she was in floods of tears at the same time because I think she was quite a, a proud woman of of mm. she looked very well made up yeah. this, for a snorkeling trip which I thought she's was a bit overdoing it um, but anyway she's throwing up into this bin <laughs> and then just between breaths she would just shout I'm sorry <laughs> in that voice and then like she'd throw a bit more and she'd just go I got vertigo <laughs> I got vertigo that's not a boat thing <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> I got vertigo <laughs> And uh, <laughs> that was really funny. That's fucking amazing. I'm so glad the accent played in. Cause... And on the on the way back, Reese and I went up on the when you climb around and get on the up on oh, the God, on the yeah. prow of the boat. Because that's the way there. Yeah. So she must just be dreading. Yeah, she was not having a good time. time. Fuck. Um, and we. Uh, I started doing that voice to Reese. <laughs> it's like, wasn't it? Wasn't it funny when the sick woman was like, "I got vertigo," <laughs> <laughs> just screaming apologies to everyone. Like in the context, was like she must be having a really horrible time. Yeah, and like, yeah, I do feel really bad for her. And there's nothing we can really say to her. To even if we said, "Hope you feel better soon," that'd probably make her feel even worse. Yeah. Um, and then we came back down from. It's a very tiny boat. Mm. You came back down from that bit of the boat and then sat back in the, uh, in, on, the, on the benches near her. And her face was very wet from tears and sweat. And the husband was just staring at me. And I became convinced that we weren't quite as far away as we thought we were. Mm -hmm. And what had happened was I'd just gone up on the prow of the boat. Oh, God. Like in Titanic. But rather than saying, I'm king of the world, I just screamed, I got vertigo! <laughs> <laughs> and this poor woman oh, no. was just humiliated. 
Oh God! And the husband, rather than exacerbate the situation, just stared at me like the asshole I am. If she, if my voice carried down to that I part mean, of the boat, yeah. But you, it's important to have this duality. Like I think it's entirely possible to like really sympathise with people having a bad time, whilst also just like you're not even laughing at them. You're just laughing at the kind of. The oddness of the situation, yeah. while still having a lot of sympathy for them, but I can see how it wouldn't convert if someone just hears you going, "Onions, vertigo." <laughs> Vomiting can sound really funny as it well. Was like, funny. It's like someone just shouting in an anime. It's great. You've got to laugh along with, but that sort of stuff. Otherwise, yeah. it will catch up to you. Otherwise, yeah, you're then going you're gonna vom. Then as well. you've got vertigo. You've got the vom virus. Yeah, oh, that's pretty good. That was my favourite bit of the trip. <laughs> I did a feature and I liked it. I hope my boyfriend don't mind it. (laughs) (laughs) So lads, I'm going to bring this home with a quick little update. uh, Some tips for you all, because I know it's been a rough week. Mm. It's been a rough old week. I don't know about you guys, but I've had a stinker of it. It's Monday. It's Monday. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. You seen you seen the, the news today? You seen the television news today? Unbelievable. There's a lot of it. So much stuff going on Parliament. I don't understand any of it. I'm reading it all. I don't understand it. People keep saying that things are really significant. I don't understand. Apparently a man called Burkow did something that everyone went, that's audacious. No idea what's going on. All I know is the pound is plummeting. It's falling down the stairs. It's basically being shot in the neck. The pound is just done. More like... I don't want you around than the pound. The pound. It's gone. It's out of town. It's straight out of Dodge. It's in the bin. I went out this morning, went into my local news agents, gave them a 20 pound note. So give me all the pounds. Get them on the cheap. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, Steve, are already one step ahead of the, the mole on this one. But it's important for people who are listening or reading uh, to know that there are lots of things you can do in these circumstances. Obviously, I had a lot of uh, financial uh, things that have now gone down because of the pound. Um, but that's not always going to be the situation. So let's turn that financial frown upside down. Upside, upside pound. pound. Upside pound. Um, so tip number one. Uh, for what you do in a difficult time like this, uh, when the pound is 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 bad, invest in cheap stocks. Uh, it costs less money. Uh, when you've got less money, you make it go further by buying cheaper things. So if you buy cheap stocks, then you can buy more stocks mm-hmm. for your money. So that's a good thing to do if, if the pound money drop has, has impacted your family. I, mean, I know so little about finance look, that I work this for, could actually be good advice. I work for City AM newspaper. Mm. The guy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, Steve knows. He's already, like, basically, the, my second tip here is Steve's already actually on top of it, uh, which is uh, it's a really great thing you can do if you can do it. Yeah, Buy £100 worth of British pounds for £1. Wow. Which is, if you can do that, fantastic, because that's a profit of 100 cool pound. Where do they offer that? Uh, well, pound land? It's, uh, I think you have to go onto Money Saving Expert. There's a guy called Martin who will tell you where to do that. But if you can do that, not everybody can do it. Not everyone's got a pound. But if you've got a pound and you can find someone who will sell you 100 pounds, pounds then sell that pounds for the pounds. And that's 100 pounds cool pound profit. If you go to the mm-hmm. arcades, you can. there's some machines where you can... Uh, put up, upsell a put five yes. pound in, and then you'll it will give you five hundred pounds. Oh, I see. Sometimes right. it gives you, you swap them for five hundred. Well, you keep those pounds while they're good. Yes. but he said swap them for hundreds. Well, if you can get more than that, that's great. Yeah. Um, wow. Just do what you can. Ask around. 
Ask it's a pound. Ask a pound for the pound. <laughs> you've got to stretch the pound these days. So if you pound stretcher, whatever pound you can get back from your pound, it's going to be a good pound. Just try and get more than one back. Otherwise, that's what we call in the industry a loss. Yeah. Or Third a bear, tip, that's a bear market. Um, yeah, yeah. He knows. Yeah, see, yeah. What's so, the red? Uh, you don't want Inflation. the red pound. You don't want the red. You don't want the red pound. A red pound, you'll inflate. Have you seen <laughs> the crystal maze? It's like at yeah, the end I've of the round, that. you count how many pounds you've got. Yeah. And you count how many red pounds you've also got. <gasps> and if you've got more red pounds than pounds, then as Stephen says, you go to jail. You inflate. Oh, you just inflate. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Okay. Well, you say it's all right, Which but how much fun. do you think you can inflate before it's a problem? Oh. You can access new areas of the map. I've already. <laughs> It's pretty good for that, but you've got to be careful with it, otherwise you're going to pop. Uh, exercise number three, this is a good thing you can do if you find that the, the pound uh, crash has really left you uh, poundless in Seattle. Uh, here's a thought exercise. Oh. Who even needs money anyway? Just think about that for a second. Arguably, we all live in a post-industrial society in which the function of labour is heavily diminished. By placing our societal sense of personal value in our ability to work, we tie financial security to moral worth in a way that no longer culturally serves us. And so many of the ills of society would be drastically improved by reassessing our relationship with work. And if work doesn't matter as much as it used to, then I guess maybe money doesn't matter either. I guess it's good that we have less money. By having less money, we're actively working towards a better, more socialist world. Now, if all the people with the, the most money in the world would do it as well, we'd be hickory-dory. So just think about that. Just think about that. By having less money, we're actually making the world better. Because if everyone had less money, uh, what was it who said, mo money, mo problems? Karl so, Marx. Yep. So Colin Money, Marx said that. And less money, less problems. It's uh, equations, which I think were invented by... Karl Marx. Karl Colin, Marx. Colin Money. Colin, Colin Marx. Colin, no, it's Colin Marx who did the Mo Money. It was his brother Carl who said... He refined the idea. He refined the idea with, with a book. Uh, tip number four. <laughs> buy stocks in the Queen. Swans thrive in economic uncertainty, so just strike while the flappy fuckers are hot. So much bread, that's why. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> why do you think they call it the bread line? Yeah, it's yeah. for the swans. For the swans. As they soon as the, the swans, swans break through the bread line, they can eat anything. It's like the bonus ball. It's investment. They can break an arm. They can break a bread line. Yeah, they can break a baguette, and then they can eat that baguette. They can break a picket line. That's the thing you forget about, Scabby right? Scabby little swans. They can <laughs> fucking break anything. Scabby little swans. <laughs> I've really lost the thread. <laughs> anyway, uh, tip number five. Uh, remind everyone that at least the pound still exists, unlike all of that funny European money, which mm. doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, when's the last time you saw a euro? Yeah, right? Deutschmarks. More like Deutschmarks my words. This isn't the last you've heard of the British pound. Our coins will roam the oceans once more. Shinier and slightly heavier than ever before. Waves, Britannia, Britannia loves the waves. Britain, 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 Britain can't get enough of waves. Tip number six. Bring the frank. I got vertigo. <laughs> I got vertigo. <laughs> Tip number six. Bring the frank back from the dead with economic necromancy, forcing it to attack the continent and bringing deep unrest to the Eurozone. Oh, we bring the frank back. Yeah, you bring and it back. And turn it on its former masters. Yeah, you bring it back. Like, the pound's been messed up. Let's see if we can destabilize things. 
with an undead currency. I'll a, show a you gritty a... reboot of the Frank. <laughs> I'll show you a Calais it's jungle, back. baby. Or just like a movie, pro- like a a a, a, sh- a silhouette of a of a of a, a circle with a circle cut, like a donut shape, mm. and it's like you thought it was gone, but two hundred pesetas is back in town, gringo. You want to play Time Crisis at the arcade in Santa Ponza? (laughs) I was going to say. You'll be needing me, motherfuckers. I was going to say. My literally, like, because of the age, like, my only frame of reference for Franks is what can you do with Franks? I'm like like a caveman discovering currency the first time. It's like you can either put one Frank into the Simpsons arcade machine and go on it for 10 minutes. (laughs) Or you can put one franc and and give it to someone in the shop and get an ice cream. And those are the two things you can do with a franc. Or if you had 50 francs, you could get a knife that would be hard to bring home. Mate. Oh, God, I always wanted those knives. And you get one of those uh, little brochures for like samurai swords. Yeah, they were like BB morning stars. Right at the back, there's a crossbow. It's yeah, one crossbow. <laughs> Strasbourg <laughs> had fucking morning stars and shit and flails. Strasbourg. Yeah, that's that's the Frank and the Deutschmark. I know, it? right? I was I was straddling that line. That's another story for another time, ladies and gentlemen. Put a Frank uh, and a Deutschmark together. What do they get you? I always wanted. <laughs> I always wanted. Yeah, a, a big. Bowie knife. Mm-hmm. My parents managed to talk me down to one of those <laughs> little those, Bowie knives. <laughs> one of those colourful, wiggling pink worms that you attach by fishing wire to your bum bag, and uh, it makes it look like it's <laughs> wiggling up and down your hands. Oh, but they're brilliant. Which I think that's fucking that's diplomatic of my parents. They really <laughs> talk to me out of a big knife, <laughs> fucking gigantic knife. Honestly, it does sound. Sounds better than a knife. Like, that's be fair, fucking cool. I'd forgotten they existed, and those wiggly furry worm things were amazing. Yeah, they felt so good as well. They were so nice. <laughs> Attached by fishing wire to your bum bag. What an unbelievably specific reference. <laughs> it was the nineties. I think. Uh, I think Peter K. I think invoking the power of the Frank has made us all like eleven or twelve again. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. I, I, it's just you've been talked about your parents having to talk you down in relation to a Bowie knife. I just imagine like psychopathic nine-year-old Steve, like, please, Steve, put the knife down. Have this knife. wiggly worm. <laughs> uh, final tip, tip number seven. It's great if you can do this. Um, take your undead currency army back across the seas to England, demanding that the Bank of England make your pounds worth loads of money again, like when you are 14. And with your pounds, you could buy, you could take them to America and you could buy a Spice Girls album mm. and you could buy three pairs of jeans and you could buy four PC CD-ROM video games and it would cost you nothing. The pound used to be great. used to be fantastic. Let's bring it back. Let's make the pound strong again. Let's roam around the world asserting power over everyone else just because of economy. We just have to believe. I think just do that. So if you are worried about the pound crashing, then just do follow my seven-tip program and you'll be right as rain. I'm going to do it. I believe in you. Thanks, Steve. Apart from all the communist stuff you said in the middle, which as a City AM journalist, I'm required to report you to the police. Oh, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. I just think that maybe like the reason we demonize the poor and the disabled is because we think that working is more important than it is. I think poor people are lazy. That's why they don't have money. Yeah, that's to where be fair, I've, that's, yeah. I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> And I also don't have money. <laughs> so, That's because oh, you spend it my- <laughs> on shit. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. Yeah. What have we learnt? Steve is bad. Joe's a legend. Mm -hmm. I belong in jail. Yeah. Well, that's it this week from the Regular Features Podcast. I hope you've had a lovely time with us this evening or morning, afternoon, night. Whenever you're listening to this podcast, I hope you're having a thrilling blast of a time. You're feeling as if someone else is meant to be coming in and like helping you out here, but you're the person who's doing the Patreon <laughs> shout-outs. Uh, what I should really do is ask you if you've had a good time, Joe. Yes, I have. It's been wicked whatever time know, you, you know said what? it was. Uh, I'm wrapping up like it's Bear in the Big Blue House. <laughs> and we've got to think about all of the lessons that we've learned this week. Sing a song, Matt. Sing a song of features, a rapid full of pie. Hey, if you'd like to help out the podcast, and if you liked what you just listened to, including Matt's song, which I interrupted, and it looked like he was going to sing another three verses. <laughs> I mean, I'd already like rup it, isn't it? A, a rapid full of <laughs> So you kind of saved me there, Steve. Yeah. I find when I start inventing words within the first like four or five words, I'm in a lot of trouble. <laughs> you can't think of more than three words. And I've got a lot of them. I just think about pie. You can join the Patreon club mm. hop on board at patreon.com forward slash regular features that's where the readers hang out who would like to uh, give us some money per episode it's a cool club where people give us a small amount of money because they're entertained by a podcast and if you don't want to do that you can keep listening and just tell your mum about it yes and then we'll take it from there only your mum <laughs> we'll take it from there <laughs> Tell us to get we'll in take touch. take your mum from there. <laughs> from there being your mum's house. <laughs> and then you won't have a mum. And then we'll have an extra mum. We'll have mums to spare. <laughs> mums out the wazoo. Any of our mums could die and we'd have a mum to fill in. It would be fine. <laughs> we'd be laughing up mum's We'd laughing all the way to the mum bank, <laughs> which we set up for all the mums we're nicking. <laughs> we'll be earning interest on your mums. <laughs> There's hundreds of mothers all under one roof. <laughs> called Patreon. 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 And that's where you can go. Patreon.com forward slash regular features. I, <clears throat> let me clear my throat because this is very important. We have a new patron. Thank you. <gasps> or two. Thank oh. you. How about Mr. Tom Campbell? Would you like to thank him using an interesting voice, Joe? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also got Alex Nunn, Matthew. Alex Nunn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got vertigo. Perfect. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, Tom. And thank you for listening to the Regular Features Podcast. We'll be back next week with another episode. Bye. Bye. I'm sorry. Ooh.